The Daily Tap is live for Friday. How are we doing? What a weekend here in the state of Wisconsin. We have the Badgers Notre Dame. We have San Francisco Green Bay. We have the Ryder Cup. We're going to be talking about the first two. How do we bet those games? We'll break them both down. Um, should you bet on your team as we have doing on Fridays, we will talk maybe a little Ryder Cup betting at the end, um, just to kind of tickle your fancy. Um, not talk too much about the other games going on this week in college football as, and the NFL, um, just because I got other stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to talk also in Chuck's Corner about going to a high school football game, which I'm doing tonight, and a very special announcement, I guess would be the way to say. I have an announcement um, we'll save it for the end. I might cry during it. So if I do, um, don't call me a pussy. All right? Okay, cool. But let's start with the Badgers and Notre Dame. Um, to me, this line, this betting preview is more interesting than Packers 49ers, mostly because the Badgers right now sit as a six and a half point favorite. How the hell are the Badgers a six and a half point favorite, you ask? I don't know. Um, I have no idea. I saw that line um, on Saturday, or no, um, Sunday, and I thought it was a misprint. I thought it was a misprint from Dave Mason of Bet Online, who said, oh, Wisconsin opens up as a five and a half point favorite. Now it's up to six and a half. To me, it is a rat line. It is an absolute rat line, and no one can tell me any different. You look at that line and you're like, that makes no fucking sense. Why don't I just dump a load of money on Notre Dame is what a lot of people probably think who aren't Badger fans. That That is the thought process that's going into every person who is not a Badger fan. They are like, why wouldn't I bet all my money on Notre Dame? I, I wouldn't blame you, right? It makes too much sense. And that is exactly why you bet Wisconsin. <laughs> Rat lines are ones that Vegas knows best. And you just sometimes have to blindly trust Vegas. You have to blindly say, all right, why is this team favored and and why? It doesn't make any sense. So let's let's bet them. Let's bet them because they're telling us something that we don't know. And so how do we get to this rat line? Well, let me tell you. And maybe this makes more sense and maybe we can kind of get it out there and then we'll talk about trends and talk about how I'm, how I'm going to bet this game. So Notre Dame has played three games this season. Wisconsin's only played two. Notre Dame in those three games, they won a very close game against the Florida State team. Now Florida State has went on to then lose to Jacksonville State and then they lost to Wake Forest. They got blown out in the Wake Forest game. Jacksonville State was a close game, but Jacksonville State's a D2 team. They should have kicked their ass. There, There's no reason they should have lost to Jacksonville State. It's what people have said. It's one of the worst losses in Florida State history. Then you had them a narrow game against Toledo. Now, Toledo, they were close to Notre Dame. They lost to Colorado State. I don't know who they played in week one, but... Toledo has not been impressive. And the Colorado State game was an absolute abomination. They were a 14-point favorite, and they lost outright at home. So that is stunning. Oh, they beat Norfolk, who was a FCS team. So they beat Norfolk, and then they they only put up six points against Colorado. That's very bad. That is not getting it done. 
So then you go to Purdue. So Purdue is the last team. They beat Purdue pretty good. They they held Purdue to only to 13 points. They covered that spread. So there were one and two against the spread for the season for those curious. But then you look at Purdue's schedule. They beat Oregon State, who's not a bad team, beat UConn, who doesn't matter, and then lose to, lose to Notre Dame. So you look at the teams that Notre Dame has faced, and you're like, are any of these teams actually good? Like, is Purdue actually good? Is Florida State we know isn't good? And then Toledo, I don't know if they're going to win the MAC. Like, I mean, Colorado State is one of the worst teams in football. Like, one of the worst Power 5 teams in football. And they only were able to score six points after being neck and neck with Notre Dame the week before. Now, I will admit that playing Notre Dame adds a certain amount of juice. Like, you feel like it's more important. Like, Notre Dame is one of those teams that will make you feel that way. Alabama uh, is another one. I think Ohio State. I think Clemson. All those teams, Oklahoma. I think all those teams that have been regularly in the playoff will make you feel a different type of way. So, yeah, there's a letdown possibility after you play Notre Dame. But still, it shouldn't excuse only putting six points against Colorado State. It shouldn't excuse only losing to Jacksonville State. Like, that that shit shouldn't happen, okay? And so then you go to Wisconsin. And Eastern Michigan, yeah, they're, they're nothing, right? Eastern Michigan, I think, beat an FCS team. They beat UMass, who should be a fucking FCS team. And they lost to Wisconsin. But then Wisconsin lost to, to Penn State, and they only were able to put t- 10 points up. And we saw Wisconsin that game, and Wisconsin looked terrible. And we were like, God, this Wisconsin team is bad. Like, they're not, not as good as their 12th ranking overall. But then you watch Penn State. Penn State embarrassed Ball State, who Ball State, I mean, they brought a ton of guys back from a MAC championship team, a, a Ball State team that a lot of people, including myself, thought would keep it close as it was this dangerous sandwich game for Penn State as they had Auburn the next week. They blew the oars off, off Ball State. It wasn't close from the start. Like that bet was lost for me at the beginning of the game. Then Penn State goes on and they beat Auburn and they're in, they're in control of that game for most of it. Like, there wasn't a lot where you're like, Penn State didn't belong here. So Penn State has beat Auburn, Ball State, who, again, a MAC team, and if we put them with Toledo, right, if we're using common opponents, Toledo is a MAC team and a, and a top-tier MAC team, and they were able they were, they were were able to beat their ass. Now, I played, actually, Toledo and Ball State play each other this weekend, so that's an interesting little uh, subplot here. But my point is, and where you're probably like, Charlie, you've spent seven minutes breaking down opponents that aren't this game, but get to your point of how you make a rat line. Well, here's the thing. Are we sure Wisconsin's bad? Like, are we sure Wisconsin isn't actually good and they just played a really good Penn State team in week one and that is what Vegas is accounting for? It's very possible. And it's very possible that Wisconsin wins this game by seven points. And a lot of people feel stupid for betting the house on Notre Dame because it was too obvious. Right now, 77% of the money is on Notre Dame plus six and a half. They are a very public dog at this point. Now, I expect that line to fall a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if you're able to get it at five and a half or six. I won't feel good about betting Wisconsin, but I feel like it's something you blindly do here because of the rat line. Vegas is telling you something, and you can ignore Vegas, and you say, all right, well, fuck Vegas. I know better. 
usually that doesn't work out for you. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, I mean, we've all done it, right? Where we just buck the trend and we're like, all right, we're going to just do this, even if it's public, right? And I've fallen into that trap where I've let the public money sort of distract me from exactly what I wanted to do. New England uh, and the Jets is a great example of that last week where I love New England all week. I was like, oh my God, New England, New England, New England. Like they're, that to me is the easiest. It was like a three and a half. The thing swelled to six and 80 some percent of the, the money was on New England. And I was like, oh no, no, no. Like let's let's go to the Jets. So I did bet the Jets, yes. Um, which terrible on me. And so I was like, I lost, I obviously lost that, but I like lost out on a very opportunity to put the Patriots in everything, like parlays, teases, like I, I missed out, right? And so that to me sometimes is where you can get too deep with public rat lines, all this other shit. But there is something weird about this line. This line is bizarre. It doesn't make sense. And so when it doesn't make sense, that's when you you go with the part that doesn't make sense, that feels gross, that feels weird. That, to me, is how you bet this game. And as for the over-under, I stay away. 46 is a very low number. I think these two teams play good defense. Notre Dame showed it last week, but they also gave up a ton of points to Toledo and Florida State. So I don't know. I don't know what Notre Dame defense you're getting. And for Wisconsin, yes, both their games have gone under, but... I don't know. I, I don't really like. I, I don't really like that. This is a, a step up in competition, so I'm not going to endorse the over. I'm definitely not going to endorse the under at that small number. Let's look at some of the trends before we go to Packers and Niners. Some of the trends here for Wisconsin. Wisconsin's two and five against the spread in their last seven games. The total has gone under in six of Wisconsin's last seven games. They are 17-2 straight up in last 19 games played in September. Now, Wisconsin has played quite a few cupcakes in their day um, in a weird stat that I think doesn't matter at all, but they're 6-0 against the spread in their last six games played in week four. I don't think that matters, but I just, fun stat to impress your friends. Notre Dame, on the other hand, they are also 2-4 and four against the spread in their last six games. So that, to me, is a wash, right? Like, that that makes it a wash. Like, neither team has done well covering the spreads that, that have been against them. Notre Dame, 18-2 and two straight up in their last 20 games. They played a lot. They're also 6-0 and oh straight up in the last September. Um, Notre Dame is 4-2 against the spread in games played on a Saturday when playing on the road. They've done all right on the road. They've been a decent road team. But the trend to me isn't really there. There isn't much of a trend besides I think Wisconsin can get it done because of a rat line that has been provided for this one. So I, I'm taking Wisconsin. I, I probably could be the wrong play. You can laugh at me, but I'm just going to be on the side of Vegas in this one. As for the NFL game, the Packers-Niners, a great rivalry. We talked about it on Tapping the Keg yesterday. You can go listen to that. The Packers-Niners line has fallen. It is at three right now. The Niners are a three-point favorite. The Packers are getting a lot of early money on them right now. They are in the 80 percentile of being a public dog. Now, the Packers aren't an underdog very often. Um, it's not common to see the Packers with a plus sign in front of their name. That is juicy for a lot of Packer fans because they're like, all right, the money line's going to be there. I'm sure it's like plus 135. I don't have it on me right now, as I apologize for 
Now, this is a matchup where we've seen it a lot. We've seen the Packers and Niners play in the playoffs. We've seen them play in the regular season. We've seen Matt LaFleur be kind of owned by Kyle Shanahan, who's his friend. Now, what I have kind of put my table stakes in as the week has gone on is it was they were owned by Kyle Shanahan and Robert Salah. Robert Salah was Matt LaFleur's best friend. Matt He knew everything Matt was going to do. Mike was also on his staff, Matt's brother. And again, they know a lot of the things that LaFleur wanted to do. They were I wouldn't say they were in his head, but they they had his tendencies. They had they knew what he would do to bail himself out of a big play. Now that that's kind of gone. Mike's not there. He's with the Jets. Same with Salah. So now you have D'Amico Ryan's taking over. And D'Amico Ryan's has not faced a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. He's faced Jalen Hurts and he's faced Jared Goff. That's it. Those those aren't good good quarterbacks to go against, right? Like, or well, they're good quarterbacks to go against, but they're not like, you You fear the living God out of them. And that's where I think the Packers are being a little undervalued maybe. I know the public's on them right now, but I feel like this line should be a little closer. I mean, three is the home team, right? You give it to the home team, but it was four. And it started out as four and has worked its way down to three because I think there are a lot of people that look at this Green Bay thing and say, their New Orleans is clouding their judgment. They're expecting this to be another New Orleans game, or they're expecting the Niners to be the juggernaut that they were in 2019. I'm not sure the Niners are there yet. I think the quarterback stuff with Jimmy Garoppolo is weird. I think that Kyle Shanahan's lack of trust in Jimmy Garoppolo is weird. I just, and the injuries for the Niners, I think, are a little more significant than the Packers. Now, if Elton Jenkins doesn't play, I mean, that is a huge issue, right? Um, Murph chirped me um, yesterday and was like, well, they play a lot of big dog and they would just chip. That's very true. Big dog would play a lot more. I think Daphne too. I think you'd have a lot of two tight end sets. Like I think you would do a lot of, what's personnel is that? A lot of 12 personnel. Um, Shout out Warren Sharp for that. Um, So you have one running back, two tight ends, two wide receivers. That to me is what I think you'd see a lot. I think it's interesting that Rodgers is advocating to get Randall Cobb more involved. That could mean maybe first touchdown Randall Cobb um, play on Saturday night, like or Sunday night, excuse me. I think that could easily be a great opportunity for uh, you to make a little extra money. Maybe a bailout if you need it on Sunday night or parlay your winnings into even more winnings on on Sunday evening. But yeah, I like the Packers in this game. I, I just think that the 49, I like it more at three and a half. I might buy the hook. I might buy it back to give myself the chance of if the Packers do lose. I know I said on the podcast yesterday that I thought the Packers would lose and it was really hard for me to say that, but I, I knew that this game was going to be a scheduled loss. Like if there were games that I had marked in my calendar where I was like, yeah, the Packers are losing this one, San Francisco was definitely one. Now New Orleans was not. And so it would be fantastic if the Packers win this game and then I'm like, well, it, it's kind of canceled out. I expected this team to be 2-1 and one heading into Pittsburgh. I just thought the loss would be this weekend, not the weekend against New Orleans. So I would love to be presently surprised with this. I would love for the Packers to sort of give it to the 49ers. I do think there is a fuck you edge for the Packers. Now, I know Matt LaFleur said all week, I don't have any ill will for Kyle Shanahan for stirring up drama for the 49ers. That is such a lie. We talked yesterday about how candid Matt LaFleur is with the media. Matt LaFleur is fucking lying about that, okay? Like, Kyle Shanahan's his buddy, 
But you can't tell me that that doesn't affect. You can't tell me that they aren't going to use that as motivation. You're, you can't tell me that Aaron Rodgers is going to look at this and be like, the whole reason why all of this started was because of the 49ers. So And Rodgers already doesn't like them because of the draft pick. I think that stuff's way in the past. But he hasn't liked the Niners for a while. He comes back to, you know, Northern California. He has that opportunity. The Bay Area, that to me matters. I just think the Packers are going are the better team. I don't think the Niners are that good. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it, all right? All right, fine. You, you got me. I don't know if the Niners are that good at this point. Trey Lance, you know, maybe some more help on defense. I look at their corners. I'm like, who are these guys? Um, I know they have pretty good safeties. Fred Warner's a stud. Nick Bosa's great, right? They have good players. And they also have good offensive guys like Debo Samuel, George Kittle, whatever. They, I just, I don't know, man. There's something about them that I, I just, I'm not ready to be like all in. And maybe Kyle Shanahan pulls down Joe Barry's pants, spanks him all the way, and we lose by two touchdowns. And then I say, you know what? Maybe we're not good, right? Maybe that's the pivot. We're not good. Uh, but I just, I don't necessarily see it with them. If I if I look at the other teams in that, that division, Seattle, I think, is better than, than the 49ers. Now, granted, I actually think Seattle's going to lose this week to Minnesota because this is a must-win for the Vikings. This is a must-win, backs against the wall for the Vikings. I actually really like Minnesota in that game, just because I, with the home crowd also too, first home op- it'll be a home opener. The Vikings had, were a great spread team at home before before COVID. I also I don't know. We got to look at that. Dude, am I gonna get the Vikings Seahawks instead of Buccaneers Rams? Because if I'm gonna get that, I might cry. Not to be dramatic. <laughs> Let me let me go take a look, uh, but I I do think the Seahawks though are better than the than the 49ers. Rams are definitely better. Cardinals are, are maybe a better team. They're not better coached, right? Like Shanahan over Cliff any day of the fucking week. But I I don't know right now. Like Arizona, they're interesting, right? You got you can't can't deny Arizona. Okay, so here we go. We will get. Buccaneers Rams because we are a major market. Our Madison, anyone in the Madison area and on, will get Seattle, Minnesota. Uh, but we will get Packers, or I'm sorry, we'll get Tampa Bay, the Rams, for those that are curious. I love the Rams in that game too, by the way, um, because I think that is a total look ahead spot for Tampa Bay. No Antonio Brown in that one as well. I just see the Rams winning that one because I, I just think their defense against Tom Brady, this is a this is the first good defense Tom Brady's going to face all year. Um, he has not faced a good defense yet. I love the Rams in that one as well. Um, another little secondary pick before we get started. But yes, I will be endorsing the Packers. I will also actually endorse the over two. I actually think this is a sneaky shootout. I said that to Mitch yesterday. Um, I think this game actually has points. And I think you're going to see a lot of points in this one. So I like the Packers plus three. I also like the Packers, the, the over in that game. Um, that's where that's where I'll lay um, some betting trends, if you will. Um, the Packers and Niners in their last ten games, uh, the Packers are three six and one against the spread. The over has went seven out of the last ten times. So this, the average score pretty much has been twenty seven twenty four uh, to the Niners, which is plus three. Um, coincidentally enough, Packers some stats for you four and two against the spread in their last six. 
Their total has gone over in five of the last six games. The Packers straight up um, eight and two in their last ten um, against the spread versus San Francisco in their last nine two six and one. That's not ideal. Um, so yes, there are there are some things that point to San Francisco winning this game from a trends perspective. Also, in why you might like the over. Nine times in the last 12 against the Packers has this gone over. Um, five out of the last seven when they're playing at home against the Packers. So that's a, that's more and more reasons to like the over and maybe lean more over than the spread. The Niners are seven, one and seven straight up in their last eight home games. Now, that is much to do about the not having fans last year. So I'm, I'm going to throw that out. I don't think that's important. It is interesting how much they did struggle at home last year, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go there. San Francisco one and six against the spread when playing as the favorite. So that's also very interesting. So San Francisco has been a bad, bad favorite team in the last seven. So that that adds a little more to that. So yes, I like both teams this week. I I think both will win. I think it's going to end up being a great weekend here. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully it gets capped off with the USA taking home the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits. Let's do a couple Chuck's Corners and then we will ride out of here for the week. So I'm going to go see Tosa West play tonight. Very excited. They're playing Catholic Memorial is at Carroll Stadium. I think it's Schneider Stadium is what it's officially called. Out in Waukesha, both Tosa West and Catholic Memorial are 5-0. and It is a premier game in in high school football this weekend. And as someone who has a college, does D3, uh, University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire, shout out. I love my time at Eau Claire. But you don't really support Eau Claire in the same way as you would, say, if I went to Missouri, right? Or if I went to Notre Dame or I went to Indiana, like I would support those those college football teams religiously. Like that that would be my team. But Eau Claire really isn't my team. And it's part of the reason why I think I'm this weird hybrid of Wisconsin football and Marquette basketball, which makes people cringe and people fucking hate that. So that's why I take so much pride in how good my high school has been. And they're 5-0. and They're averaging 67 points per game. Um, they are running this power T offense that is from the 1930s. It's all about misdirection. There are three running backs. They barely pass the ball, if if any. Sometimes they don't pass the ball for an entire game. They've beaten the likes of West Pier and Waukesha West so far this season. And I can't tell you how proud I am to be an alum of Tosa West football. You know, I played three years. I started for three years. And it was an incredible time, and we were the first team since the 80s to make the playoffs. Um, it's when they were a little more rigid about who made the playoffs and who didn't. And probably the team our junior year should have made the playoffs as well, but you know that went sideways, and we don't need to go Uncle Rico on everybody and talk about my high school experience. But I, that's why I take so much joy in, in how well they're playing and how excited I am for them. And how I, I'm just sort of looking forward to to watching that game and to going to that game. And I, I just think it's going to be really fun. And I, I'm really excited to see what Tosa West can do against one of the premier teams in Wisconsin. Cath Memorial is a state team every year. And if, even if Tosa West wins or they lose, they're going to probably see Cath Memorial at some point 
this season. Again, in the playoffs. It's it's hard to think that they won't, right? And it's just awesome to see what they've done. Uh, Coach has done a great job. I don't have his full name. I'm sorry. Um, Honestly, I would love to talk to him like on a podcast and just be like, tell me about the offense. Tell me about why you started this. You know, talk about your experience with West. Um, you know, obviously an alum. And, you know, I, I think it's really cool. Maybe you guys don't care. Maybe it doesn't matter to you um, because you didn't go to Tosa West. But I will tell you if, you know, you played and your school gets good again and it's never been this good, it's something special, man. It's hard to, it's hard to describe. I feel like I will feel this way when Marquette, if Marquette ever rises back to prominence. Now, I didn't go to Marquette. But I have a ton of appreciation, and they're a team that I would put right up there with the Brewers as a, a team I want to see win a championship. I'd probably rank it if I had to. The Brewers won, uh, the Marquette Golden Eagles two, and then the Packers three, and Bucks four, just because the Bucks have won one. Um, but I kind of want to see the Bucks win another one to prove sort of the haters wrong. So I, I even though it's four, it's a it's a high four, and. I just, it's it's going to be great. I'm excited to go. I'm excited to go out to Catholic Memorial and see and see the guys play, and hopefully we, we bring home a victory. Hopefully it's a, it's a win for Tosa West. I'm sure it'll be their hardest competition of the year. Let's hope they've practiced. Let's hope the, the they hadn't read too much into the headlines and that they are locked in for this big matchup with Catholic Memorial. All right, let's do the other Chuck's Corner. It is a personal announcement. Um, and it is something that's really tough for me to talk about. I mean, I'm not going to lie. As of 9.30, um, I'm going to likely take a very big step back in terms of regular blogging. Whew, I said it. I woke up this morning early because I went to bed early. Um, and usually when that happens, I have to get up early to not only to just write and to get, get everything written out. Um, get myself ready for the day as well as as well as podcast and sometimes what happens is I get you know too close because I also work out in the morning and it took me a while to get up and then I just sat there with a blank WordPress document and I looked at it and I was like why am I doing this why just unfortunately the blog is not what it used to be like if I put, I put money behind it on Facebook, we get a bunch of views and that's great. But there's really no ROI to it. The return on investment is not there. I might put $40 behind it, but I don't get like 40 people that like us and that we grow the page. That that rarely happens. So if I like put money behind it and I tracked how many people liked us from that 40 and kind of made a percentage off of that, Maybe it's worth it, right? Maybe maybe that's something I do. But I I look at it and I say, I need to focus more time on the podcast. If I'm going to grow, if I'm going to be something more than just guy who does this on the side, and this is a garage band mentality, I have to spend more time on the podcast. I have to spend more time promoting the podcast. I have to spend more time curating my TikTok, my Instagram, my Twitter even, and grow those pages. I have an opportunity, hopefully still, um, I haven't got back to them with Wisconsin Sports Heroics, um, writing a couple times a week, and it, which would really, I think, further the podcast. 
But I, I think what I struggled with in responding to their DM, um, which I hope they're okay with I'm talking about this. Maybe not. But I was like, all right, I barely have time to get my own blogs out. How am I going to get a blog out for them? And it, it shouldn't have been that way. And so I look at this and say, I don't think anyone wants to read anymore. And I don't mean that as, I'm not trying to be a dick there. I just don't think people want to read blogs anymore. That's not why people are reading. A better return, a better ad would be me advertising the podcast and saying to go subscribe to my podcast on variety of channels. You know, you can have a link tree, right? And say, here are your choices. Here are your options. Here are a preview of our podcast. And here's where where we're available. You know, we're, and we are available everywhere, right? We're available on Apple. We're available on Spotify. We're available on Google Play, Amazon. Like any place that has an RSS feed, you can probably find us, right? Like, and we don't have to do any of the bells and whistles. You can probably find us. And so that to me is like, it, but it's just so hard. Like, I, I, I can't really believe I said those words because I've done this for, I've done this for fucking 12 years. I started August 2nd, 2009, Sports News on Tap with six of my friends. And it was pop culture. It was national. I, I think I wanted to be more of a journalist view. I'd watched what Barstool had done. No, I didn't think I knew Barstool then. Did I? No, I think I was just learning about Barstool, you know, that December. Um, and that kind of changed how I approached. But I think Grantland starts a little bit after me. And I'm not saying like, oh, I, I started the pop, pop culture trend. No, I think Deadspin was the motivation, if anything. And I remember my friends kind of fell off. I remember I was kind of like an editor, like you can't publish this. I, I remember getting mad about some NASCAR thing that someone wrote. Instead of just being like, just write whatever the fuck you want. And maybe I help my friends from getting in trouble. But giving this all up is so hard. It's so hard. You, I've done this for 12 fucking years. I mean, that's longer than my relationship with my wife, right? Like, that's crazy. This has been my longest job that I've had. And I've loved doing it. I've loved writing. I've loved, it is a release. It helps my mental health. I had a one stretch of work where I didn't do it. I just stopped blogging for three months. It was partly because blogger sucked. I knew I needed to go to WordPress. I didn't want to just spend the time and spend the money to go and invest in WordPress. Now, that's another thing. I've invested in running this blog again and doing Tapping the Keg. And so I have the domain for two more years. So what does that mean? Well, I have to figure that out. Whether that is just me you know, promoting not only the podcast, but what I do on social media and just sort of serving as a portfolio, if you will, maybe that's it, right? Maybe that's it. And, and being able to say, hey, the blog's live. Here's where you can listen to it. And then it's really just a podcast sort of homepage. And that it's, uh, it serves more as the podcast than it does anything else. I do, I have flirted with the idea of a newsletter. But if I do want to write a newsletter, I have to be fucking certain that I'm providing the best opportunity, you know, the best experience for you guys. And the best, I know that I've said October and maybe it's not October. Maybe it's, 
it's there. But I just, all of a sudden our traffic started to slip in September. I knew why our traffic slipped now. Um, we were writing way short of blogs in August and, G- and July. And honestly, I think for the last few months where I was just like, I'm just going to write short blogs and get them out there. Well, Google hates that. So I haven't got really any search traffic. And so because I haven't got any search traffic, no one's reading me anymore. And maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Because, I mean, we've had, I think, 50,000 people check in on us this year, which I appreciate. Um, And we had over 60,000 last year, 60,000 the year prior. We were were probably, if I were going on my normal path, we would have probably beat that number pretty easily. But all of a sudden, I realized, I was like, why am I spending money on this? It's not helping me. And I don't know. It's 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 gonna hurt, man. This is gonna be something that I'll be in my feels about for a long time. So I don't know. I that was kind of all over the place. Maybe I wasn't ready to talk about that. And I I will just put it at this. I know I said effective September 30th, October 1st. I will just say that it is something that I'm taking a step back on, maybe not fully. Um, I have this idea too of like a memoir almost of like a sports fan. What goes through a Wisconsin sports fan's head each day of the year. But that requires like one, that's like one one blog a day, right? And saying here's here's sort of the memoir. Here is the penning of today. How you feel about today. And what what's going on in your head but that to me also seems like a really cool really cool a podcast idea but also a cool newsletter idea so i don't know it's a lot and i'm sorry for ending on a somber note because i think friday podcasts are fun they're usually one of my favorite ones to tape honestly so i'm gonna end it here i'm gonna stop talking and i appreciate all that have read me um throughout 12 years it's been crazy but I do have to, I am reconsidering um, the blog in general. If you have any feedback about it, seriously reach out, please. Um, I think I need I need other opinions. Um, I need other people to to weigh in um, and just, just talk about it. I, pr- I think I'm going to probably harass each of my group chats about it and just think like, and just get, get sort of their perspective on it. Um, because I think all of them are really helpful in that and I have a great support system and again I love all of them and I'm going to sign off now um, and I'm going to go uh, work out maybe create a vi- create a video for uh, the Badgers should I bet my team here and do that uh, for for the uh, post but anyways guys take care love you all and we'll uh, we'll talk mo- Sunday Sunday night right after uh, Packers Packers Niners we'll recap the whole weekend we'll talk that game we'll talk Badgers Notre Dame we'll talk Ryder Cup probably a little bit um and and anything else that comes across the wire well Brewers too hopefully they they get out of their funk we I know we didn't mention them maybe they clinched the division this weekend that would be awesome all right take care have a good one we'll talk tomorrow see you bye